0: The Blue Horseshoe Pod is back with you here. and George Bremer, as always with it. Make sure you're downloading and subscribing so you get an alert any single time a brand new episode drops. And if you still want to kind of bask in the glory of Victory Monday, Victory Tuesday, or make it a Victory Wednesday or Thursday, make sure you do check out our latest episode before this one, which was our instant reaction to the Colts uh, beating the Raiders. So if you still want to kind of relive Jeff Saturday's first victory or kind of bask in the sorrow that is right now Joshua Daniels losing to this what was a clown show all week last week, make sure you do check out that post-game pod. That's, again, available wherever you do get your podcasts. So, George, speaking of that game on Sunday, right? This time last week, Jim Mercer made the announcement that Jeff Saturday will take over for Frank Reich to be the head coach. And nationally, again, rightfully so, he's ripped everywhere. Locally, nationally, everyone got on on Jim Mercer for this hire because it made truly no sense. We've never seen anything like it happen before. Now that the Colts got the win. Now that Jeff Saturday is the all-time record holder for winning percentage in the NFL, best winning percentage in Colts history, is Jim Ursa in your mind uh, vindicated? Is he kind of now that this this one win has happened, is he kind of saying "I told you so"? Is that fair?
1: He's definitely saying "I told you so." Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet uh, if you can go as far as vindicated. I think some of the worst of the takes, some of the most harsh things that you know, I think he's I think he's vindicated from like Bill Cowher. I think the idea that it's an absolute (laughs) disgrace and the guy was unworthy to coach uh, has been eliminated. You know, I think when you look at Saturday winning that game, I mean, he did exceed expectations in some ways already just by coming out and winning that first game. And clearly, you know, I don't think they were the mess that some people myself included thought they might be. You did. It was the Raiders who had the penalty for having too many men on the field. You know, there, there was stuff like that is what you were expecting. Then maybe there'd be, trouble, you know, with the operation on on uh, challenging a replay review. But they did that really early and won. Uh, that there might be some kind of substitution issues or timeout issues or some problem in the two-minute drill. None of that was evident. There was nothing – if you watched that game and you somehow had no idea of what had happened this week, I don't think there was any indication whatsoever that the head coach on the Colts' sideline was doing this for the first time. You probably would have thought the Raiders coach was the one who had come out of the the studio and and was trying, you know, out for for the very first time. So in that sense, yeah, he's vindicated. Um, There's seven games left now to see to what degree that vindication becomes. You know, it it wasn't the disaster it could have been. uh, And in some corners it was expected to be. And I think that's to the credit of Jeff Saturday. He definitely had this team prepared. He definitely knows his stuff. I don't think anybody questioned that. I mean, you knew from his playing career, he understands the game. Uh, But I think there were a lot of questions about how is he going to be able to control a sideline during a game? It's not an easy thing to do. He talked about himself how fast it was, you know, that it was the fourth quarter and he was kind of looking up like, wait a minute, we just started. Um, He handled all of that beautifully. There wasn't any outward evidence that that he struggled with any of that. And to me, that's honestly, that's what I was expecting. You know, I thought there would be issues with game management, with substitutions, with clock management, all the things you see veteran coaches struggle with and, and there weren't, uh, which is a credit to Jeff Saturday. I
0: so everything you just mentioned, I'm in agreement with, which is why I would say that he is vindicated. And I'll go back to what we kind of talked about this time last week when we're trying to process the move and understand why why you're bringing in an outsider, especially with someone with zero head coaching experience. I still think this move was not made to win. Like I don't think Jim Mersay hired Jeff Saturday for the thought of we're going to turn around and make the playoffs. He, in the Monday night press conference, introducing Jeff Saturday's head coach. The one thing that Jim Marcy kept on talking about, and the biggest reason why he was hired was leadership. And I thought one of the few things we could tangibly see on Sunday was Jeff Saturday's leadership and the guys responding to him. I think for all of that, for the guys still playing hard for Jeff Saturday, for like you mentioned, the organization being there. Like you mentioned, if you if you just had a random fan say, Hey, one of these teams is being coached by a guy for the first time with zero coaching experience, I bet you 99% would have said, Oh, yeah, it's the Raiders. Clearly, like they just looked out of out of whack. Like you said, the Colts were buttoned up offensively, they looked like there was they didn't skip a beat. I think because of how organized everything was, how the fact that the guys still played hard for Jeff Saturday, considering they easily could have just thrown in the talent, say, screw it, you know, this season's over. I'm not listening to a guy that, you know, just came off the couch and now he's going to tell me what to do. And I also do think you see the leadership of this team and part of Jeff Saturday's, you know, ability to kind of get the guys playing hard for him is to basically empower the rest of the guys saying this is your team. You know, you clean up this mess and you saw, you know, you hear stories about Matt Ryan basically making a passion speech before he's even in the starter. Still is in a backup role rallying the team. You know, you have DeForest Buckner still playing hard. You have a lot of these guys, you know, that are still leading by example, still almost kind of galvanizing this uh, or being galvanized by the situation in a positive way where most times they should go the other way. So I will say that because I don't, again, this is my opinion. I don't think this moved me to win games. So I don't think record is going to truly, you know, validate the move or not. Like if Jeff started seven and two or two and seven, as long as they continue to play hard, as long as the guys continue to respond to them, as long as, every the the team looks organized and it's just not, you know, uh, a runaway train sort of thing. I think that absolutely you could sit here and say that Jim Verses is vindicated for the move um in hiring a completely outside guy and an out of the box move in Jeff Saturday.
1: Is he already a better head coach than Rich Kotite? Can we go there?
0: Yes, and I think he's already a better head coach than Josh McDaniel's too, I think. He's very already climbing the list.
1: That's a very good point. He's already climbing that list. Uh, you know, it's look, Jim Verses said a billion times in that press conference, he, he's never hired a losing head coach. Uh, it's still true. One week into the Jeff Saturdays era, uh, it's still true. And I didn't expect that to be the case. I thought we'd be talking about an 0-1 head coach right now. So um, Jeff Saturday looked like he belonged. So I think you're right. You know, I think you've got to say he's vindicated. He looked like he belonged. He looked like a guy who knew what he was doing. He looked like a guy who should be considered for a job like this, quite frankly. Uh, again, uh, the leadership that he displayed, the leadership that he allowed this team to display, um, these guys are behind him. You know, we'll see how long it lasts. They were behind him last week. My dog's apparently behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody's fired up now trying to get behind Jeff Saturday. It'll be interesting to see. I think when you go in there, though, like he did, and you basically tell the DeForest Buckners, Zaire Franklins, the Matt Ryans of this this team, this is your team. You make of it, you know, what you will. Uh, they're going to respond in, in a really positive way.
0: And it's only one week, so like you mentioned, there's seven games to go. Like, this could absolutely just spiral out of control and just be a total, you know, crash and burn situation by the time we get to January. But I do think at least through one week, what Josh Saturday did as well, which is another reason why I think Jim Mercy even vindicated was he brought competency back to the organization. What we're talking about, you know, with this hire, with especially a lot of the, you know, executive, there's reports from executives around the league and maybe even some internal reports of, of the Colts, you know, staff members just being confused and upset about the hire The Colts look like a clown show, and the Colts look like uh, just an unmade disaster. And we talked about last, this time last week, that they were the most dysfunctional team in the NFL. Like, I was ready to put them above the Commanders and a few other teams just because of how out of the box, how stupid a a move this was. But at least for one week when everything looks organized, Jeff Saturday's making this team for whoever whoever the new head coach is more sexy, if you will, like more not or, or more attractive than maybe it was this time last week, where it's just seeing like the the owners and Jim Ursa just kind of making moves, shooting from the hip, not really having any sort of, of reason for making the moves. You have Sam Ellinger playing. You Now you're firing the coach. You're firing the offensive coordinator, benching the quarterback, all kind of not addressing the real problem with the offensive line. Like just everything felt chaotic. And at least for Jeff Satter, it kind of, for one week, again, there's still a long way to go. But for one week, it felt like this Colts team, like you mentioned, is not as big of a mess as they appeared this time last week. Which I do think it does make them more attractive come the end of the year when you're searching for a real full-time head coach. I don't think you're as quick to cross the Colts off the list for if you are a top candidate as you were maybe say you know a hundred hours ago.
1: Yeah, again, it'll, it'll determine on how things go the rest of the way, how this offensive line looks, uh, you know, how the quarterback situation plays out, where they end up in the draft. A lot of those things are, are going to play into a head coach's mind, but I do think. Uh, The owner doesn't look quite as scary as maybe he did to a lot of these candidates at this time a week ago. Uh, And that goes down to Jeff Saturday. And I think it all comes down to one move, honestly, putting Matt Ryan back in the lineup. I think it's the reason they won the game, but it also tells, well, it proves that Jeff Saturday has control over what he wants to do, but it tells that next head coach, they might too, whoever that might be, uh, which I think is a big step forward as well, because, you know, Urshay has denied it a few times, but every piece of information that we have is that you know he was behind the Sam Ellinger move. He was he was really the force behind that, uh, and the thought was that Sam Ellinger was going to stay at, under center. In fact, as you mentioned, Jeff Saturday said it on Monday in his introductory press, press conference, but it was clear that it was up to Jeff Saturday to make that decision. He put Matt Ryan in. The Colts win the game, and I think it, that, to me, was the single biggest thing he did. Now the question moving forward is what's Matt Ryan's future with this franchise? It's hard to say, right? I mean, obviously if he continues to play good football down the stretch, he's under contract for another year. Um, I think if he continues to play the way he did Sunday, the rest of the year, taking care of the football, making the throws he has to make moving this team on a consistent basis. I think it could be in his, the ball could be in his court as far as what he does next year. You're right,
0: George. Like this is this is a fascinating conversation because, like you know, speaking of hundred hours ago, you know the state of the Colts. Like I thought it was a foregone conclusion. to see Matt Ryan in the last of a Colts uniform and, or maybe the last of his career in an on an NFL field. Just do you think that once he gets benched seven games in after being promised two years, that's that's it. There's no kind of coming back from it. And now he's made the starter for you know against the Raiders, plays pretty well. And now it's just like you're right, like. If this Colts team turns it around, let's say they want to make the playoffs, but, you know, they go like, I don't know, four and three down the stretch or something. You know, sitting there like eight, seven and one or, or no, I guess not, you know, eight, eight and one or something like that. Nine. Math is not my strong. So seven, nine and one. The stupid ties throw me off here in the 17th game. But let's just, you know, like if we're talking about a team that really actually turns it around, like, you, I think you're right. Like. I don't, Jim Mercy. I still, I still, think I, I'll say this. I still think at the end of the day, the Colts will draft a quarterback in the first round next year, almost no matter what. Now, the bigger question is will Matt Ryan be here to start the year and mentor? Or, you know, again, does he want to kind of, does Matt, uh, does Jim Mercy say, screw it, we're moving on no matter what? Because at the end of the day, I think one thing is clear he's going to be the one most likely making the call in the quarterback. That's, that's kind of been his role so far. He did that last year with Carson Wentz. He did it the first I think he mentioned with Matt Ryan getting benched. I like this is going to be Jim Irsay decision. But I think Matt Ryan could play his way into kind of convincing Jim Irsay, oh, maybe you know the expectations we had in 2022, we can carry them over in 2023, bring them back, draft the guy, but also see what we can kind of do in the short term here, maybe make a run to the playoffs next year.
1: It'll be fascinating to watch. I mean, the thing, the thing of it is these last seven weeks won't be boring. I mean, not that much we're guaranteed. Because between the Jeff Saturday situation and the Matt Ryan situation, um, there's a lot on the line, and I think the way these last seven games play out will really determine a lot about what this team does come January and, and February and, and March and April and uh, how this offseason rolls.
0: That's great for the pod because it's like, I will say, this time last week, I thought, all right, well, this team's probably not going to win another game. We have, you know, The quarterback situation is just going to be abysmal. The only question is, will they bench Sam Ellinger for Nick Foles? And now it's like, you're right. The head coach is wide open. Maybe Je- Jeff Saturday can win the job. The quarterback conversation is wide open. Maybe Matt Ryan can play his way and coming back next year, or you know, maybe the Colts will punt on a quarterback. Which I pray that's not the case. But again, you never know with Jim Mercy. You never know what head coach are going to bring in, and you know Chris Ballard's hesitancy when it comes to drafting a guy. There are so many questions that maybe we thought were going to be answered this time next week that now just the whole new can of worms opened up, and that's what you know how things change that fast in the NFL. It truly is a week-to-week league when it comes to feeling good or bad about your team, but also when it comes to the future of your team as well. So as you can tell, Colts fans, we have a lot to talk about here for the next seven games or so on the Blue Horseshoe Pod. So make sure you are subscribing. Make sure you are downloading because we're going to have a lot to say, a lot to talk about, and I like a lot of interesting conversations here down the stretch, including when we were back for our preview pod against the Eagles on Friday. Does this team have a chance? The Eagles right now have just kind of looked, you know, human again, losing their first game. Colts coming off arguably their best complete game of, of the season. Is there a reason to believe? So we will kind of discuss and break down that game when you're back on Friday. Make sure in between you're following George on Twitter at GM Bremer. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan underscore Hickey number three. There is life or at least some intrigue, we'll say, bare minimum with this Colts team. So we'll talk to you on Friday right here on the Blue Horseshoe Podcast.